This is exactly right. It's 1943 in the Kingdom of Bulgaria. As the Second World War rages, King Boris dies suddenly and every nation is a suspect. The Butterfly King premieres March the 21st on Exactly Right. It's a cruel tale of a doomed royal dynasty. Somewhere, the truth is out there. Listen to The Butterfly King on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us time and Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Malfoy. Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. With us today is our guest already in the car. Uh, I picked him up before I picked up Karen. Sometimes we mix it up. Matt Ingerbretz. Hey. That's Matt. Look at him. I mean, listen to him. Listen to his voice. Hey Go, guys, Matt. It's me, Matt Ingerbretz. You can tell just from that smooth jazz voice <laughs> that he's taller than me. Very tall. <laughs> You can tell just by your voice. Taller than most. We were just talking about how Karen went to Yale. <laughs> yeah. Karen, tell us about your sorority in Yale. God, guys, I was an alpha fee all the way. And, <laughs> alpha, uh, alpha. Alpha. <laughs> I was an alpha alpha. I just fed some goats all through college for a living. That's how I put myself through college. Some girls strip. Um, I was more into a kind of animal husbandry situation. The fraternity I went to, we uh, roasted our own coffee beans. We were called uh, Kappa Cappuccino. Fuck you. (laughs) Boo! (laughs) How dare you pull out that Uh, year three open mic bullshit. This is a fucking podcast. This is a professional year ten podcast. Will you give me a ride, please, daddy? (laughs) Working title. We're still... Working on the title. That was a that's a joke from like fifth grade. Just so you know. What uh, fraternity did you uh, attend? Yes. Go to. You seem like a Fiji boy. <laughs> I was a Fiji boy. Fiji water. <laughs> Fiji water. I don't remember their call letters, but Fiji's one. <laughs> Fiji's good. Um, and I pledged every year, never got in, but uh-huh. uh, you know, lived in the backyard in a tent, and uh, real nice time. You were just in it for the beatings, at kind of? Princeton. Yeah. Oh, I Princeton. loved getting beaten up. That's the only way I can come. <laughs> well, that's perfect. Then fraternity life is perfect for you. <laughs> now, what is this podcast? This, <laughs> now, explain this to me. I, I guess and, and I asked Chris earlier, and I want to ask you, Karen, do okay. you regret starting the podcast where you have to do legitimate work? I'll answer for Karen on this, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll answer for Chris 100% yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Now, here's the thing. is See, It is a great idea other. for a podcast, but I'm just like, you've basically given yourself chores to do every time you do this. And thing. scheduling. There's a there's a almost borderline mathematical scheduling situation that <laughs> yeah. I, as a, a flighty, um, barely together adult, uh-huh. can't handle. Right. Chris does. Chris handles a lot, that and actually, I know it's unnatural for him. That really surprises me that Chris is the one handling the scheduling. I, and a lot of people might be offended by that, but I, you are so right. Yeah, it's reverse sexism, and I so support right. it. <laughs> you are so... It's hard. It's hard for me to... I get I anguish over things, and I was really nervous about showing up early. So instead, I sat there in silence and left at a point where I knew I'd be late, and I had to make... <laughs> So instead of picking up Matt at home, which is the mission statement of yes. my podcast, right. I had him meet us. I he- drove to a place that I didn't need to go <laughs> <laughs> to get picked uh, up and taken to a place that I could have driven to myself. You know yeah. why? Because we want the guests to work as hard as we are working. <laughs> that right. is an absolute necessity uh-huh. for yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. Empathy is part of our podcast. You need to feel it for us. You've got to feel... Uh, I mean, I definitely feel us. sorry for you guys. Right. Absolutely, you. I do. Or that's sympathy, yeah. <laughs> just definition-wise. <laughs> just to be empathy clear. And sympathy. Yeah. We don't want you to feel sorry for us. I'm you just sorry want... for how your lives have gone. Thank you. <laughs> to get us to this we point. We want you yeah. to feel our pain, but not our sorrow. <laughs> uh-huh. And so we provide it. I'm, I appreciate you driving. I was, you know what's funny? <laughs> Can I get a ride home after this, <laughs> What's funny is I was surprised. Chris said, oh, Matt Ingerbretson and I are on the same show tonight. Um, maybe I'll ask him to do it. And you I was were like, surprised that I was on a show with him. Yeah. That you qualified. Yeah. yeah thank um, you. But then he, I, I said, yes, please do. And so quickly after that, he came back as like, Matt can do it. And then I was like, Oh, he, yeah, he doesn't know what he's agreeing to right now. Clearly. Cause he was such a quick yes. that he probably thought like there'll be a studio. I'll show up. I'll yeah. leave. I'll get yeah. a bottle of water. Yes. I was like, these are two people I like. Why would they betray me? <laughs> <laughs> Why would they mislead me and trick me into doing something? And like this, this is what we're going to get into on this podcast. Why? Why? The why, why, do we, of it. why do we constantly trick people? Why do we want to hurt everybody? I'm sorry that I did that. I should have stopped. Because of this guy? I well, mean, that's the other thing about this podcast. Our well-being. Is this is dangerous. We could. Yes, it is. We have not killed anyone yet. Yeah. Right? It, not yet. I don't recall. Not yet. Not, we haven't. Right. Right. People have died after we've dropped them off in their homes, <laughs> That's, there, but we have nothing, nothing to do with that. Yeah, your I mean, home security is not our problem. Yeah. <laughs> what a tragedy if you guys were to take this car and kill us all. Two up-and-coming podcasters and one <laughs> fully established. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, but imagine if yes. we, and we have said this before, if someone, if we do crash this car and kill you know, at least a couple of us. Right. Imagine how that will shoot up the iTunes I comedy mean, podcast oh, chart. You will get some ratings. Yeah. We will beat Harmontown. Yeah. <laughs> I'm positive. He's the one to beat. He's the one to beat. <laughs> the one to watch. Or that Kevin Smith one. I'm sure that's fun. Is that a good one? Every time you go to the improv, oh. there's a bunch of people in cargo shirts and a hockey jersey. Those, uh... They go there dressed like Kevin Smith. Oh. Those advertisements that they play before shows at the improv are just really suck the energy out of the room yeah it's almost like a threat but i love performing at the improv and they do a great job over there god they're nice this episode is dedicated to jamie flam hey jamie thanks for booking us high five jamie oh we're doing a um should i just drop this bomb now or save it to the end we're doing 
We're doing a show with April Richardson at the Improv this coming Wednesday, April 13th. Am I on that show? You are on it. Oh, God, i got to check my schedule. You agreed to it. You're, oh, you're on the Chris. flyer and everything. Okay, well, I'll be there. And Chris, we have special surprise guests if you want to be the surprise guest, Matt. Done. <laughs> you keep saying yes fast. I don't. You won't learn I'm the in. lesson. Here's the I'll catch. meet you in Santa Monica, and then you can drive me to the improv. <laughs> and then when you get there, you're going to have dental work with no anesthesia. <laughs> Which is what you agreed to. That's the show. I um, Matt runs a very fun show himself. Which wasn't it? Wasn't good heroin. Uh, rated the number one show in L.A. It was the best new show in L.A. <gasps> is that true? L.A. Weekly. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you very much. It is a great show. I appreciate it. It's really that. fun. It has, it has, uh, you don't know it's going to be a show. It's in a bookstore. It's behind a bookstore. That's right. It's outdoor. On paper, that wouldn't make me say, hey, on paper. outdoor. But then, same Similar the... to this podcast, all bad ideas yes. on paper. Right. And then somehow, <laughs> somehow all the negatives make a positive. That's right. Yeah. Things, everything comes together. I find that the audience members at Matt's show and Dave's show, right? Is Dave Ross That's the right, co-producer? Yes. This um, is something I never... You're fine. You're fine. Keep going straight. Okay. Yes, okay. Yeah. Oh, that guy knew. And he yeah, hung. he knew. He knew. <laughs> I, that's the most confusing intersection. Yes. I hate it. It's, it's very terrible because you turn and then there's a red light. Yeah. But you're supposed to go I, anyway. That was yes. it, it was upsetting. I promise I'm not going to kill us. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say that I every time I've done Good Heroin, the audience members, and you can see every single one of them because it's a fully lit patio. <laughs> it's too lit, yes. It's very lit, but they have their beaming smiles on their faces yes. every time. How do you do that? Do you actually, is that why it's called that? You give them heroin? <laughs> we give them heroin. And it's good? The it's good. good. Stuff, yeah. Okay, good. Well, what, we, what I've started doing when I host is literally yelling at them to have a good time up top and I'll yeah. be like listen you jaded LA fucks like it's Saturday goddamn night have a good time and laugh out loud yes and it honestly it has made it a huge difference really yes it works I know you to be a nice person but one time it was raining and the show was indoors and, and there was a couple came though. in to have coffee yes. and you just you're like oh well look at these two leather jacket assholes <laughs> Look at the big, like a couple, and they were just kind of like, uh, we don't, that was, he's a kid, I guess he's kidding. Uh, <laughs> that honey, was, maybe we should go. Maybe when the show's should. inside, it's worse, and I'll get defensive when it's not going well and, and lash out at people. Oh, God, mm. that was the best. That's I, how I do all comedy, no matter if rain or shine. I, my face was red. I was actually, it was making me really uncomfortable, but I was laughing so hard. Because I knew you were kidding, but I wasn't yeah. sure they knew. And then the audience wasn't sure either. It was no. just really fun. Yeah. The best. Um, so the last time I did a show, I got an email that day from someone that I did some wine show and there was nice people, West side money people. And I got a lot of emails like, where are you performing next? I'll bring a group of laughers. Like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm dealing with real civilians. And then, but then this woman said, I, uh, I promise I'm not stalking you. (laughs) And then oh, something God. about leaving my body by a dumpster. Mm. But I was like, oh, she's making a dumb joke. And I told her about good heroin. Uh-huh. Sorry, it's... real quick. Check this oh, shit out. look at that Yes, guy. there's a man standing oh. on his bike, riding so his bike. Surfing. How is he's standing wow. on a BMX bike, riding it, standing? And I, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I used to be able to do that. But I don't want to take away from what he's doing. I never, <laughs> I never did it in traffic. But what, what he did is nothing. And what I did was everything. I did it in a cul-de-sac. <laughs> it was, I had a little more style. I didn't wave my arms around like I was swatting at peas. He seemed a little methy. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, although he might have just been excited. I really thought you said methody. <laughs> he seems a little methody with his ways. Of, uh, he's Meisner. Yeah, he watched some Blair, Laird Hamilton videos uh, before. Anyway, sorry I interrupted. No, you. it's quite all right. A man was uh, surfing on a uh, on a on a BMX bike. That was crazy. And um, and nobody, and no, could see none of you will ever be able to see it or believe it. Yeah, really. We made it up. Before so before the show, I had to go to the bathroom, and the crowd back there it's packed, and it's uncomfortable when you walk through the audience to use the restroom, and then they watch you go into the bathroom. Yes. I, I I like my audiences to not know I poop or pee. That's Good, right. yeah. I uh-huh. want them to think I eat the exact amount of food that I just <laughs> use it all as energy. Because <laughs> that's what happens if you eat the correct amount of yeah. food, you never it's, poop or it's you all absorb it back into your system. Yeah. That's horrifying. I juice. I'm off gluten. I haven't kissed or pooped, and I think it's healthy. And then I faint. That's why your skin is that color. Yeah. <laughs> the color of the blood coming out of my eyes. I uh, so I peed. Uh, there's two dumpsters. There's a gap human-sized gap between them and in front of me several other dumpsters so I was guarded from anyone seeing me peeing mm-hmm. and then this woman young girl who's kind of attractive was like uh, she goes I can see you oh you look real hip with your forced mustache and your hipster jacket like just started <laughs> roasting me <laughs> and, and, I look, and I'm like I'm peeing my wieners out and I looked <laughs> at her and I was like uh, kind of laughed because I thought well clearly I must know this person but I did not recognize her face and then she said I'm not a narc and I'm like well that's a subject change and then she went and there is audience behind the place and she yelled at them I'm not a narc and everyone's like weird and she said that guy's a cop and I'm, I'm like, is that a mustache joke? Uh, and this sounds like some intense improv that she, she went, was bringing. Yeah, she went in and told Dave Ross that I had exposed myself to her. And then he, oh, I said, that girl's mentally ill. I said that out loud. Good. Uh, just guessing. Sure. And then um, finally, I was scared. I thought it was the girl that emailed. I thought that maybe she was going to pull out a little... Uh, oh. Feminine pistol and shoot me, <laughs> and strapped to a garter belt. And uh, what do you do? I I left for a while because I was I'm kind of weird. And uh, and then Dave said, "Oh, we had to kick her out. Don't worry, the coast is clear." Mm. And then the owner of the place said, "Oh, she steals. She just got out of some kind of lockup, either jail or a, a, an asylum of sorts. Mm. She's like uh, steals from that neighborhood, like." And, she's and they a known show, crazy. She showed. He said, "Here, look at her Facebook. She's real nuts." And the first thing on the Facebook was a picture of me, right after I had peed, and it just said, "This man." And then I looked at, <laughs> looked at the other post, and it's just her in her bedroom yelling, "Like, get out of here, Peter! Get out! I know you're behind the door." Multiple Aww. videos, and only her commenting on them a hundred times. Oh, no. And calling everyone a narc, calling everyone <laughs> gay. Some of you may have thought that this was going to be a fun story. It, this was she, telling. No. <laughs> no. Just a real one. I, all I know is that I feel bad for calling her mentally ill because she really is. And uh, we're coming up on stories right now. Matt, uh, what is your excuse for this happening to Chris? Yeah, why did you set me up like that? Well, you know, when I knew Chris was on the show, and then I, I knew he was going to drink too much water before he, I knew he was going to drink the, in an inappropriate amount of water before yeah, he came. I yeah. was like, I'm going to Past absorption point. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah. full disclosure, I do actually still pee. Yeah. <laughs> even though I try and measure it. 
Um, I felt really bad, actually, and um, I didn't know what to do about it. And there there was a moment where I was like, Chris, did you expose yourself to someone? (laughs) No, that's what Dave, Dave and Emily Heller, they both thought I'd really done it, and then I got defensive, and I'm like, I'm upset that you guys think that I would expose myself to someone. She didn't see me. No one did. No, well, also, it's just a harsh reality that if you pee in public, you might get arrested. Yeah, it is a harsh reality. Or you might be the opposite of arrested, accused of being a narc. And that might be the... Is that... No, there is a flyer that Dave Roth took a picture of it with her face, and it says, this woman steals, notify police if she is in your store. Oh, wow. And he took a picture of that, and I'm like, see... Yeah. I knew. I knew it. <laughs> she's a she's a kleptomaniac. That yeah. man's picking up garbage with a pincher. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? Zucko Park, baby. Wow. Get used to it. <laughs> That's his... Burbank isn't like this at all. It's, it's his version of a metal detector. <laughs> if I was at the beach, I'd probably... Maybe this is worth some money. <laughs> um, Chris and I were talking about how this girl who was crazy... We initially didn't think she was crazy because she was pretty. She's pretty. Which mm-hmm. was a weird little stereotyping. Yes, yeah, sure. That's a bad, that's, I don't know what that is. Well, it's, human it's beings just... are just stupid. And if, and if someone is pretty, you just trust them and think that they're 100%. good. 100%. Yeah. I assume that if someone's attractive, and she was, let's reiterate, I, I mean, she was a knockout. Chris was so sexually attracted to her that he exposed himself she to did, her. Yeah. Wait, and wait then peed out of excitement, like a little dog. <laughs> My tail started wagging. <laughs> And she, she, but she was pretty, but had just like her hair was disheveled, and there was like a leaf in it. But I, she, because That's a look. she was pretty, she was just fr- back from Coachella. I think we all just assume if someone, man or woman, is good looking, they've had a life to where they don't, they didn't need to resort to being crazy. Yeah, like right. it's a choice or something. That's sure. right. So us thinking, oh, she's pretty, she's not crazy, is sexist. It is. It is. It is insensitive to mental illness. But everybody does it because women do the same thing with good-looking men, where you kind of, like, you trust them and you yeah. g- you give them the best. I found also, and I don't know if you found this, Matt, tall men get the benefit of oh, the absolutely. doubt a lot. It is a huge advantage being a tall yeah, man. Yeah, what's it like being tall? I it's mean, you've bragged great. about it on stage. As <laughs> if people aren't best. seeing that you're also And tall. it's funny, I joke about it being the best, but truly it's like just an implicit advantage in my life that I had no control over, <laughs> and it helps me in every way. Just very subtle ways that nobody is aware of, really. Intimidating people at the DMV or something. You, you People don't say, hey, you cut in line, things like that, Yeah, right? they just accept me for who I am, which well, is a tall, superior being yeah. to them. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, there is something to that. I mean, or like you know, Chris, how tall are you? I'm. Uh, I was five nine at one point. I am I'm going so on, sorry going about on that. Five eight. I'm already shrinking. <laughs> shrinking. I think I'm less than five eight. It is now. tough being a short man, though. It is. I mean, you're I, not at the point where it's like actually tough, though. No, no. I'm well, not you're regular. Five is like tough. I'm not Eddie Delaseppi. <laughs> He's a friend of ours. It's shorter. It's, I, I, I digitally, digitally, I can just tell when I walk in a room how tall someone is. It's just in the corner of my vision. Uh, digital robot. Yes. I find I am as a, I'm like Terminator, but just, a, but just for height. height yes. Um, I find as a person who is often hired for jobs where I'm supposed to be in charge of people, uh-huh. um, no matter who I'm working with. 
if I, if there's a certain kind of person that cannot listen to me, but absolutely will listen to the tallest man in the room. Yeah. And that's how I got that theory going was because noticing that where it will literally be an intern, an unpaid person who is still in college. Yes. Oh, wow. And, and, and there have been famous comedians that would be heartbreaking for me to tell you who they are, <laughs> who turn and go, so Josh, what are we doing? And I'm oh, like, wow. hey, motherfucker, it's eyes over here. But I don't say oh, that. Oh, wow. I that's just let amazing. them do it. Well, it, it just speaks to how stupid human beings are. <laughs> yes, where it's just exactly. like the big ones know better. Yes. We do that with animals, too. It's like, <laughs> why do we value like elephants over like a mouse? It's because of how big they are. Well, yeah, because you could kill a mouse with your foot. Yeah. And not so with but elephants. you can't kill a tall man. No, you cannot. <laughs> not even with a gun, right, Matt? No, no. That's right. He's invincible. <laughs> Feel free to try it. I, 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 I could probably... Day or night. <laughs> see if I can kill you with my driving. <laughs> I like this neighborhood. It is nice. That's why I went up this hill. It's really... And April that. and I went and... Um, Homey farmhouse. I know. We, uh... <laughs> Homey? We, hey, homie. we rode at this cafe, which at first I was like, I hate it here. I hate everyone mm-hmm. in this place. Because mm-hmm. there was a lot of like women dressed like Liz Taylor in the 70s. Yes. And men who clearly ride motorcycles right. purely for the look. Yes. But it actually was the, a great place to work, and we got a ton of stuff done yeah. at the fix here. I want to yeah. like live too. over here. I live at the beach, and it's so inconvenient. What are you doing over there? Yeah, you got to come I, over I like here. I the ocean. It's therapeutic. <laughs> I like the ocean. I wade in the water. I Do you go for my... walks on the beach? I go for long ones. Do you? Yeah. I went for a long walk today. Where? Um, I live over in Los Feliz, right around the corner from the Vista, and there's this huge staircase next to me, and I walked up it. And I, I had actually a really fucking cliche. I listened to Fleet Foxes while I was walking up. To, I was <laughs> oh, just, just, clapping having, and harmonizing. Oh, I was harmonizing. <laughs> I was having just the sweetest little day. About foxes wearing scarves. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> did you find the answer in the forest? Yeah, of course I did. Sure. I'm a tall man. Everything works out for me. <laughs> You can see the farthest on the uh, Serengeti. My both my grandfathers were well above six feet tall. Uh-huh. All my cousins are above six feet tall. Navy pilot. You're and a, a runt. And a, I, my dad and I both, <laughs> yeah, were just yeah. little pugs from the litter <laughs> with tiny feet and tiny wings. Yeah. I mean, come on. Grandpa's, Is that why you got to whip it out all the time? I just want people to see it. It's, look, it's, look how I was ripped off. It's, it's my, a perfectly average-sized <laughs> penis, and I want people to know that. You've never heard of a grower? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'll never know why I'm not tall like Chris. My tell us about your relationship with your father. By the way, I'm the host of this podcast, <laughs> giving a ride to my daddy. Um, <laughs> That's what happens. Tallest, yeah. the tallest man gets to take over the podcast. Right. We are we are very close. We're very similar. We uh, can tell him anything. He's very supportive. He's very funny. And oh, um, and I I think that I've always had his support, and I think it's made me lazy, and I kind of wish he was abusive because then that motivates people to become very sure. uh, famous. Mm-hmm. But my dad's always believed in me, so I, I slept until noon today. See, I had that... <laughs> <laughs> I had that nice, nice combination of a father who was just withholding enough mm. to make me want oh, his yeah. nice. and that but a mother who told me I could do anything I ever wanted to right or I, if I, I could achieve anything it's got to be a perfect balance and just a little bit too much of something uh, mm-hmm. can just backfire and you got yourself a, a kid who's up on a tower with a rifle <laughs> <laughs> 
Karen, what about you? I had a, a father who was over six feet tall, six foot four, I think. Wow. Right? Salt of the earth. Sal- a salt of the earth, a fireman, uh-huh. wow. um, a man who took care of business, a man who didn't let uh, people sass, especially young men. Uh-huh. Uh, I watched him one time. There was a, We went to a state basketball championship, yeah. and there was a boy, a teenage boy, who was yelling, like screaming at his girlfriend and pointing in her face. Uh-huh. And my dad went over and said, get the fuck out of here. You know, I don't think he said the F word, but he said, get out of here. And yeah. the kid walked away. And then later on, uh, inside the basketball game, my dad and our next door neighbor were walking by and the kid was in the crowd like to the second row up uh-huh. and he was like hey fuck you baldy or something like that <laughs> yeah. and my dad reached back without looking and picked him up by the collar <laughs> and yanked him outside and then kicked him in the ass <laughs> and he kicked his butt like literally just kicked him in the ass and then he like started crying and left he started crying? How yeah. old was he? He's like a high school kid. I love this it. This was before you could sue anybody all the time for any reason. So I saw him do a lot of things like that. I wish I had a little <laughs> more of so that funny. in me. Because here's what, here's, I think this is actually a disadvantage that being tall has, or just may, maybe me specifically, is I am a coward. <laughs> and I will not stand up for myself. Now, the thing is, I'm so tall that I never do have to stand up for myself. Right. People um, pick fights with me because I'm little. Sure. That's right. But I can't, I've never been in a fight. I've been punched. Oh, where? In the face? Fifth grade. Oh. I cut in line in PE class. <laughs> do, we were doing layups, and a bully, just some poor kid who dropped out of high school later. Yeah. Said, kind of stocky, said, redhead. That's exactly we got right. Him Always. Yeah. yeah we actually, know. that is so spot on. Yeah. Um, and he said, if you don't get to the back of the line, I'm going to punch you in the face. And I said, no, you won't. And then he punched me in the face five times. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beatdown. Yeah. I've had the same thing happen uh, where I'm like, you're not going to do anything. And then my nose was broken. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, mis- I, <laughs> I misjudged you. Young, That's, young I don't envy that about boys. Is that you truly have to deal with physical confrontation. That's right. In a way, oh, girls, we're just mental. We'll just fuck you up for years and years, kind of in the soul level. My dad isn't afraid of a fight either. And one time we were at a drive-in, and I was sick, and I was phlegmy, and I spit out. We were parked watching a movie, and I spit out the window. And my dad had set up some lawn chairs, and I guess I inadvertently, my loogie landed on one of these chairs. Your loogie? Then my my dad, my dad went to pick up the chairs at the end of the movie, and his hand ended up in the spit. And he just went to the truck next to us, which was these two young kids. He's like, you spit on my chair. He got in this kid's face, and I was like, Dad, Dad, uh, Dad, that may have been uh, me. I, I think that was me. So I embarrassed my father. It was horrifying. Wow. It was my, I spit. I spat. You did it. I believe we were watching the X-Files movie. But I have to say, it's so, to me, it's a very attractive thing when someone will just fucking throw down. I think it's very exciting. I I mean, I wouldn't do it, but yeah, it's a hard thing to do. No, it's, every woman loves a good scuffle, right? Am I right? (laughs) We really do. And if you're pretty, you ain't crazy. This is Chris, and it's 1955. <laughs> Every dame needs a strong, hairy man with a nice, clean mustache and a white T-shirt and kind of a fleshy body, but a good body for 1955. I know, like maybe uh, does a couple push-ups, but nothing crazy. You know, a leading man's body. Yes. <laughs> leading over to the deli. <laughs> leading, leading a large group of people to the deli has anyone in this car ever been to the thirsty crow i have i hate it 
It's uh, not a good bar. It would it would be a great bar if there were only three people there. Yes, exactly. It, like you would if you went in and there was no one in there, you'd be like, I found a wonderful a, fantasy land. Bar. Yes, but it's fill. It's just chock full of people cosplaying. I live in Silver Lake. Oh, no. The last time I went there, I went in. I ordered a drink. It, I did not get the drink for 25 minutes, Ugh. and then I just walked out. Yeah. And what? that was bad of me to do, but... I do not like the Why? name Thirsty Crow. Well, because I ordered the drink. I don't know. Was it bad? No. They just drank it. <sighs> Thanks. God. I mean, seriously. You're off the hook 100% on that. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. Come on. How about customer service? Oh, it's been <laughs> weighing on me. <laughs> Karen, Karen, you're not much of a boozer. What do you... At all. What, what were you doing in Thirsty Crow? Uh, not drinking and being mad about it. See, that's, a. I wouldn't like any bar if I didn't drink. But also, I am... All of a sudden, it's crowded and you're surrounded by drunk people. The no, worst. No, that, you. and also, I've passed the point age-wise where anything like that is charming to me. Like, I did all that. I think if I was in my early 30s, that would all be very exciting. And I'd be like, I wish the guy with the suspenders was talking to me. But I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> so it all looks even ten times stupider than it actually is yeah, it's like why are you all dressed up like this yeah, yeah. it you... looks like super spirit week in high school to yeah. me it's yeah so is the thirsty crow one of those places where everyone's the bartenders look like stalin oh yes yeah. <laughs> like oh, yeah. their hair parted over it's borderline nazi it's nazi Germany, youth. 1942 it's... inside that and bar. hey yeah. i know i kind of have that look about you myself absolutely yes do. i am well, because Hello, of your pot this is kettle you're black <laughs> as the dickens now chris man to man here uh-huh. We're i'll both, step man. out how often <laughs> plug your ear we just karen hear, earmuffs, earmuffs. We, we used to hear karen open the door and scream <laughs> as she rolls out the side of the car <laughs> man to man here kevin unlock <laughs> kevin chris I forgot her name. how often do you get your hair do you cut? mind if i call you kevin no that's fine I, uh, that's my boy name that's a good question i've i've got i was someone that used to just shave my head and then grow it out and in the middle stage before the afro came I would yeah. just wear hats and sure. not let oxygen touch my scalp and uh -huh. have bad dandruff so I I would either have a shaved head or a fro okay. and then I'd just start over but I'd started getting haircuts and putting pomade in and everything you're talking about putting product in your product hair. in my hair yes. three three to four to five years ago and uh -huh. I don't wear as many hats anymore and I think I like it but it because of my coarse pubic-like hair, <laughs> I do have to get uh, haircuts every month. Once a month. That's yeah. a, that seems about right. For, yeah. if, you're, if you're trying to keep a style, you got to go about monthly. Yep, yep. And I and I go short on the sides now, very high and tight, very uh, very uh, vanilla ice. Uh, it's a good look. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thank you. But Matt, yeah, once a yes. month. Matt, have you ever had long hair? I did. When I was in ninth grade, I grew my hair out to my shoulders. I think I've seen... It was a bad look for me. Was it? But I loved it. It was like my rebellious stage. And it was against school dress code. Oh. And so I was constantly like being harassed by the vice principals to cut it and getting detention. Yes. You went to a private school? No, I went to a public school. But oh. in southeast Texas. And so there was like strict dress code. Mm. And uh, I'm going to Tyler, Texas to do stand-up. From near there? Um, Was that? No, that's no. north. I'm northeast. Never mind. It's by Dallas. Okay. You know, Texas is kind of big. Texas it's is big. one of the biggest, if not the third or <laughs> fourth biggest. <laughs> 
<laughs> there are many bigger states than Texas, yeah. but it's up there. How California many? And Alaska. Oh. Texas is third. Montana is fourth. Is that even true? No, it's less than a million people. Uh, five. This is we, <laughs> coming in strong. We have Nevada. <laughs> this has been How Big Are the States? With Chris Fairbanks. <laughs> this podcast. And Kevin Kilgariff. <laughs> Kilgarfer. Uh, <laughs> there are two Kevin Kilgariffs, everybody, just is that so you right? know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there another Karen Kilgariff? Yes, my cousin John married a Karen Kilgariff, which was a. Whoa. I was very mad for a couple of years. What a coincidence. Now I realize we'll all be dead soon and nothing matters. <laughs> I got a weird one of those, too, where my mom married Mark Ingebretson and my her sister married Roger Ingebretson, spelled differently, different family. You're kidding. No. And in a town of 500 people. There's just more Ingebretsons up in Iowa and Minnesota. It's a name that when I first met you, I'd avoid saying it because I thought I'd fuck it up. Your last and name. And I noticed that. I noticed that you did that. Yeah. He's, he's no. very angry about it's, it. It sounds like two names uh, that you were mashing together it because does. of a relationship in People magazine. I should have changed it. <laughs> like Ingrid and Brett. Oh, Ingrid like. Ingrid. Matt, Matt Ingrid we saw Ingebretson. That's. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember what I said up there. Uh, you don't have to. <laughs> I I like to walk through that park just because uh, I like new experiences. I love that you call it a park. Yeah, it a park. <laughs> that group of homeless people that are that are laying yeah. on bricks, just yes. dogpiling each other. <laughs> it's scary, and they're very vocal, and uh, it's an aggressive little park. Do you ever I... go to Barnsdall Park? This one we're passing to the left. Oh yeah, that one's nice. No, that, nice ooh, that seems like a good place it's, to hide some, some yeah. crime. That's oh, where yeah. you hide your crimes. Oh wow. That looks horrifying. No, no, no. Up above it, there's like a there's a plateau and yeah. grass. Oh, it's raining CDs. Now we the just frills. learned that Chris Fairbanks still plays music off of CDs. So oh, many that disgust. they're falling out of his visor. <laughs> I know that CDs are obsolete, and I hand mine out uh, and say they're drink coasters. <laughs> out the window? No, that shows concert. I do comedy for a living. Oh, you do? Oh. How's it going? I just picked it up. It's great. It's so easy. <laughs> It's so easy. It's I took a class. It's so easy. All you do is write down some ideas. Yeah. And then you grab the mic stand and put it to your side, and people laugh. And at the end, you sell CDs, and you fly places. Mm-hmm. Usually, the flight is covered. Yeah. Wow. Usually, you get your check right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's real fun. It's, it's a great fun. living. It's a great living. That sounds good. And it's consistent. That's what I like about it. The consistency. Yeah. It's you know. It's like once you peak, you stay there. Oh yeah, it's so awesome. That's what I like about comedy for a living is it's the staying power. Yeah, there's hey, a real. If you're doing okay and you do Conan one minute, and then as you leave Conan, you get in a car wreck and you lay in bed four months. Don't worry, your career will still be there. It'll waiting Hollywood for you. will wait for you. Yeah. Did that happen to you, Chris? Yeah, yeah. And oh. I, had, I had a rough year. I mean, you can't you, you can't did? pull up Brian Wilson. I'm not. <laughs> You can't just lay in bed. Chris, we don't talk enough. You need to have me on your podcast more often so we can catch up. <laughs> well, I, I would have, but I knew you had animosity towards the uh, whole theme of it. <laughs> you know what, though? If you guys start a podcast called Catch Ups, you could do this once a week. And talk about condiments. And leave me out of it. <laughs> would be the best part. <laughs> no Kevin's allowed. <laughs> they're just, they're just, they're man to man, sans Kevin. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was uh, the very first time Karen and I recorded. I was so nervous to be a passenger in a car because, especially because her car is the same make and model of the car. I was in a wreck end because we just got rear ended. Someone 
it's just yeah. one of those things where I had had such a great night. In my whole life, when things are really good or something great happens, I've trained myself to just be like, okay, something terrible has to happen now. Because sure. Yeah, that's thing. smart. It's the balance of life. Yes. And, uh, yeah, that was a, a great example of that. I was, like, riding on a cloud, and then all of a sudden... Boom. Well, and it's because you're under six feet tall. It is. The, <laughs> the guy would have seen... Have you ever been rear-ended, Matt? Nothing bad no, has cause ever happened. because his head goes out of a hole he carved <laughs> in the roof of his car. <laughs> I have been rear-ended. It's the worst. It sucks. It's But you know what's worse? Rear-ending someone. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, done that, I've done that three times. Because you know it's your fault. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Have you ever been rear-ended lightly and let the person off the hook i have been t-boned lightly <laughs> okay and wow. and let the person off the hook wow. because i had been in so many car accidents that were my fault i knew what a gift it would be oh, yeah. the guy it's backed out of his driveway somebody. really fast and i was driving maybe a tiny bit too fast this was sure. in my hometown mm-hmm. and he but he just bounced off the side of my car and we were both kind of in shock but he was it was totally his fault and i was like look, this is an old car. That's a tiny dent and I don't care. And he was like, are you kidding me? And I was like, have a great day. Oh, like I did a kind of a pay it forward. Yeah. 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 That's yes. great. Yeah. I've done that for somebody. Every well. time. Yeah. And it's only been a couple of times. One time I rear ended someone at a light. I was looking down at my printed out map quest map. Yes. So and I bumped 97. Yeah. It was uh, <laughs> roughly. I'm late to technology. It was oh. last year. Oh, okay. And I, and, and another time, um, uh, someone tapped me, and then, the, of course, this big one uh, where we got all bruised. But every time it was an uninsured person. Yeah. And so that's the first thing they say is like, Ugh, can we just handle this now? I'm yeah. uninsured. And for some reason, that I don't, I don't want to go, no, fuck you, man. Yeah, because sure. they're, it's such a bad position. Have you, has it happened to you? Um, somebody who hit me who's uninsured. Actually, or no. Any of those. I've been hit. No, I've been hit. A number of times, um, and I've let somebody off the hook once. I actually, the first time I got hit in LA, I got rear-ended, but it was very light. But I followed through with getting the money, mm-hmm. and then I used the money to buy a video camera to film some of my comedy sketches. Oh, you just yes. So that, no regrets is what you're saying. No regrets. And you can do that. That's not illegal. It's just it's not. It's supposed to be. It's between you and your God. That's right. <laughs> But then I've made up for it by letting a couple people who have lightly rear-ended me off the hook. Yeah. Nice. So I'm still going to heaven. There's amen, a, amen. At a car wash, these guys, this is the fourth time I forgot it. They were drying <laughs> off my car, and some lady in a Prius just, it was like she was running away from the law. She just backed into my car <laughs> and then was going to leave. And the car wash guys were like, hey, you just hit a car. And she got out, and she's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> and I'm, I saw it happen. Was she in a BMW? No, she was in a Prius, oh, which sorry, I'm starting that. to hate even more uh, than BMW. The Prius drivers, I, I appreciate what they're trying to do, but they, there's a sense of obligation that makes them drive like BMW people. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're silently. They're silently. It's the silentness. I yes. wonder if the um, environmental benefits, benefits have exceeded the fact that the Priuses are silently just running over pedestrians every <laughs> single day. Yeah, but the ozone. That's right. actually Although, helping the environment even more. Exactly. Though. Yeah, exactly. We are overpopulated severely. That's the. That's actually the way the Priuses are helping the environment <laughs> is by killing, killing people. people. Silently. <laughs> that's why they made them. Uh, uh, the fact that they made a car 
Yes. Dead quiet. <laughs> yes. Is clearly that's their hidden agenda. <laughs> oh, that's I love so that funny. Theory. It's, uh, we got to spread that around. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna like a rumor. <laughs> um, like rumor Willis, spread it around. But so this woman was so being defiant about. Clearly, she's like, no, I didn't. It's like we all just saw you. And finally, she said, fine, come to my house, and Uh-oh. my husband will write a check. Because uh, I And I went, and I got a quote for the bumper, and and I took the lowest one, and I said, here, I'll probably get it painted so you don't have to... I just made up a number, but here's what it costs for me to replace my bumper. Mm. She wrote me a check, and yeah, I, I, I paid rent with it. Nice. Yeah. Do you guys have What's a happening? dream car? Uh, that I would... See my I'm my cars. I'm like a 15 year old with posters on his wall when it comes to cars. Sure. I I sort of like that that BMW sports car that has blue all over it and looks like an exotic. You do sound like a 15 year old. I know. Right now. I like it, and I want there to be Kathy Ireland in a bikini laying on the hood. <laughs> uh, no, I I think uh, I I'm a big fan of Honda Accords. I think I'll get another Honda Accord. Yeah. In my reality and my dreams. I have to say, there's that new BMW that looks like a little toy. Yeah. I think... I I actually don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I've seen it. It it looks like a car that you rub on the carpet to make it go. Like you pull it back three times and then it would go real fast. Put a penny in the bumper. I don't know why I like it. I think it's the BMW version of a Prius. It is. Isn't it? Yeah. I don't... It's so dumb looking and normally I would hate something like that, but... That car looks like a used butt plug. I, it's so... Sorry. I don't know that that makes sense. <laughs> but I've said it before. You're I, blue and white? Yeah, and I've never interrupted someone with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it was worth it. But actually, you know what I would... If it was a dream car situation, I would love to get my mother's Volvo that we had growing up that's probably like yeah. an 80... Ooh, okay. An 85 perfect rectangle... Oh. Volvo it was really square. Right. Hers was goldish silverish right. with a with a tan interior. Oh, yeah, I know exactly. I want to change my. It's the best. There's wanna, a lot of people driving it in silver. I want like an early '80s Jeep Wagoneer with wood paneling. Just yes, that's oh, perfect and chrome absolutely. and shiny. Yeah. Is that I what your parents want... have? What's that? Sorry, did your parents have it? No, no. I They're just, just pretty. I just I love them. Matt, I want a car that my dad used to have, which is a Bronco. Although those are so unsafe, but. There's something, whenever I see a Bronco, I'm like, I fucking want that thing. Like OJ style? Yeah, yeah. yeah. During like the chase, where you're like, God, I want that Bronco. Like, what did he do again? He, uh, <laughs> what did the juice he... do? God, I like that <laughs> What color did your dad have? Red and white. Yeah. Real America style. Yes. Like, is this an old one that's dubbed like a 70s one? Yeah, well, yeah, it, it was like a, it's like, imagine a Bronco, but okay. that's it. Okay. Now stop thinking. (laughs) Can I move on to something else? Stop thinking. (laughs) That would be the best ad Bronco colon. Stop thinking. Stop thinking. Yeah, I I also, part of me, and this is kind of silly, but I really like the AMC Eagle, which is a wagon that is four wheel drive. And this is coming from my snowboarding days but I really always wanted to drive a vintage like GMC Eagle with big tires up because oh, it's yeah. not a big douchey 4x4 car and it's also wood paneled 
I, I think I just like what I also yeah. kind of want like a truck now. I weirdly, I grew up in Texas and I've spent so much time rejecting Texas. Mm-hmm. And now I'm coming back around and I'm like, I want to fucking whip. Like wear cowboy hats and drive around in a stupid truck. I have <laughs> Did the... you grow up in Texas? Sorry, Karen. I <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> uh, no, I just comedy. I started comedy okay. in Austin. Yeah, but I love Texas. I have the same thing though. Rejecting. I tried to. I'm from a small town that was very farm based, yes. and so when I moved to like San Francisco, I would try to pretend I was like from New York all my life. Absolutely. And recently, like anytime I see. Like, they, sometimes somebody will just be driving, like, a 70s Ford, like yeah. an all-white, you know, vintage Ford, yeah. and my mouth will, like, water. Like, <laughs> it's that thing of, like, ooh, or some, you know, anybody that's got, like, a snap-button cowboy shirt, yeah. like, that's totally, like, 70s Petaluma, oh, yeah. it makes me crazy. Yeah, I think I, love I it. like that, too. I like that look, too. Yeah. yeah. It's very, like, I. it's very homey. Like, I realize... From I a distance. I don't want to know <laughs> It's a sign of maturity, right? To, like, yeah. because you spend your whole life being, like, fuck... Fuck my mom and dad and where I grew up. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. Yep. And then, like, when you're finally like, no, there was some good things about that. That's, like, good, right? Yes. I think it's very good. Thank yeah. You, I chill my whole life. We, <laughs> I was born in California, and then we moved, and my whole life my parents kind of apologized that we didn't live by the beach. But we were in a part of Montana that's so beautiful. It's just a... Uh, what was once a glacial lake, just a city surrounded by mountains. Wow. And it, there's bears and deer everywhere. It's beautiful. I go back now and I'm like, how could I ever have taken this for granted? And yeah. now I live at the beach and I'm like, well, look at this snooze fest. The ocean. <laughs> it's just one flat water thing. Great. Stupid. Yeah, why? Filled I, with salt. I, I really pulled a 180. Would you ever move back to Montana? I sure would. Yeah. If uh, if it made sense for me to do what I'm doing for a living there. If I they opened a, a comedy school, you could go and be a professor? See, that's even that just sounds so depressing. But yeah. I guess, yeah, ask me again in 10 years. I might want to be a professor of comedy at uh, <laughs> Missoula Comedy University. Oh, I'll be dead in 10 years. <laughs> oh, so will I. Who am I kidding? <laughs> Probably ask I answer. Mean, fingers crossed we'll all be dead in 10 years. <laughs> yeah, let's just hope. What, let me ask you this. What age do you guys want to live to? When do you want to die? I'm so scared of dying lately Are that you? I yeah, it's a new of the thing. I uh, yeah, it's just brushes with, yeah. with death and having it surround me on a daily basis. Sure. The hauntings at my current apartment. <laughs> I I I want I think I want to live to be an old guy to see if I can um, resist being like a grumpy typical old man I want there's to be no old... way that will happen are you because i already am you're a already old... a grumpy God old man damn it well you're half a grumpy old man but then you're half like the funnest old man yes. of all time hey hear that matt you could now you have to 50, work 50. at it though chris okay i've watched <laughs> christopher I've, I've watched my and you're a bossy old man I am. I've, watched, I've, I've watched my dad as he gets older be more calm and cool and laid back i think that's the direction i'll go yeah i'd yeah. like to think that i bet i'll trust you or i'll just be waving a stick and yelling at everybody <laughs> just incontinent tube coming out of my urethra like a don martin cartoon of an old man everything in the air catheter i have to mention catheters every episode oh that's right yeah sorry we're medically obligated do you need a ride is sponsored brought to, by brought to you by catheters, catheters. <laughs> any brand <laughs> reusable or new throw them up there <laughs> toss them in the hole and forget about the weekend <laughs> 
Oh no. Now, Karen, when do you want to die? And I start, I feel like I'm hosting this podcast. No, I, w- I love I it. I love that you are. I'm so you. tired. So tired. Oh, yeah. um, we haven't asked one question of you. <laughs> I think, I think, well, I don't want to get too dark, but my mom did die of Alzheimer's, so I don't want to go near that world at all. My mom's sure. currently dying of Alzheimer's. Karen and I, that's what we, uh, that's our genuine worry. Sure. And Every our original day. podcast. Well, that is my worry too. Is I, I I don't think I have Alzheimer's in my family, but just being stupid, just getting to a point where it's like my brain doesn't work. Yes, anymore. it's very frightening because yeah. we all sense that. Like I'll forget something. Of, you call like, you oh, called me Kevin. John Cryer's name when I after I watch a movie or something, and I think, <laughs> yeah. oh, this is it. My yeah. brain's shrinking. There's glowing orange spots. If we did that scan, yep. Yeah, I worry about it all the time. But now that it's become such a real thing. I'm like, uh, I, I'm going to go back to worrying about things that are kind of uh, unreasonable or unrealistic. Like, yes. Like uh, hang gliding accidents. And whatever. bury this one deep, deep yes, down. Yes. Yeah. Because it's real and it's scary. And yeah, Karen and I, we're going to have a, we were going to have a mom podcast where people come on and talk about moms. And then we thought that might be sad. Oh, it'd be yeah. real dark. And then we were going to have a specific <laughs> Alzheimer's one where we just talk about uh, Alzheimer's, which would be even darker. And so. I wanted to call that one before I forget. <laughs> well, no, you have to. you got to do at least a couple laps, we might, I know. We might. We'll do a sub podcast. We do talk about it. But I think, I think separate from that, I think I would say... Like early eighties, if if yeah. all if all health things went well, yes, um, or you know a, a nice die in your sleep in your early eighties sounds would be primo. Nice. Yeah. I I agree. but no, I look at my dad is uh, coming on seventy five or God, I should know how old my dad. Is. He's <laughs> mid seventies, and yeah. I don't think I want him to be gone in five years. I think he'll be pretty great at eighty five. That's the only reference. Of course, well, I that's have. the reality. Dude, you get yeah, to that, that point, and you're bad. like. No, I'm not ready yet. Yeah. And also these days, like my sister is very up on all of the latest in Alzheimer's drugs. Yeah. And she's like, they are on the verge of curing it. Wow. So like if the, that, that's the kind of thing where every decade things are, get so much more advanced right. and it's going faster and faster. By the time we are in our eighties, life might be way better well, for you know, people in their eighties. though is we won't see that until the end of our life. So when they, when they create eternal life, we'll be old. Yeah, but that's good. I don't want to live forever, that Jesus Christ. I yeah, I don't want to relive anything. I don't want to go back. To the, <laughs> I don't want to go back to the fifth grade and no, say adult, oh, never. adult Listen, things to my teachers. Papa Chris has made some mistakes in his life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he doesn't need to relive. <laughs> yeah, but, but all all Grandpa Chris wants is to just take a little swig of baby piss or whatever they're going to have stem cell. You just pop some cells and baby just. Piss. Yeah, I think yeah, it has something to do with baby urine, right? Yeah, I think I just like to be like murdered when I'm eighty. Murdered yeah. how specifically? Just like while shot. driving a Corvette and then someone <laughs> carjacks you. A Corvette. Because <laughs> yeah. I would love to murder somebody and I feel like we could work this out. I would love that, honestly. When I'm 82, okay. kill me. <laughs> Great. <laughs> kill you with a gun while you're driving. Yeah, do okay. something painless that I don't know. Don't let me know it's coming either. Right, okay. Just jam a handful of pills nonchalantly in my mouth. What if I fix your brakes? my throat. Swallow, swallow. That's Just fold it into some cheddar cheese, and you'll be fine. You love it. Fold it into cheddar. Oh, that's how I want to get murdered. 
someone. You know what you just ate. (laughs) You're watching Jeopardy and drinking some white wine with some crackers and cheese, thinking everything's fine. And another older woman comes in. An insanely old woman. Remember me? Not really. Yum. Play the podcast back. You promised I could have this one last thing. I can't believe it's still on SoundCloud. <laughs> but that company had some stain power. <laughs> yes, it, it lasts forever, you know. <laughs> now it's uh, SoundCloud dot universe because <laughs> the internet has spanned to our other inhabiting planets. It Chris, is the future. You have Alzheimer's and you need to go I, take your pills. Are <laughs> you the young man that used to work at the bakery? <laughs> Sorry, that hits too. Hard. One time, my grandma who. Who had, who had also been touched that by... That hits too close, but just for you? <laughs> yeah, just, it's close enough for me to tell this story. Uh, I, my grandma was like... I, we were, I picked her up because it was Thanksgiving, and she, was, and she goes, are you the boy that used to work at the bakery? And I was like... Oh, I was no. like, oh, shit. Oh, that was shit, like, I remember grandma. that was my first... Ooh, potholes. That was my first uh, touch with uh, people that have been touched. Mine was when my mom came downstairs um, in a fleece jacket with no pants on, and she pulled a carton of milk out of the refrigerator and went, Who drank all the milk? (laughs) And my sister and I started laughing out of tension because it was crazy. She would also um, often wear sunglasses on top of her head and on her face indoors. So she had fun Alzheimer's. She was fun for others. My mom did a really fun thing where she got on a city bus holding a hammer not wearing a shirt. No. Well, you're in the middle of hanging some pictures and then you realize you're out of nails. You get on the bus. Just get on a bus. All shirts aside, you go get those nails. That's a fun call to get. Oh, I didn't. My my sister got the call. See, this is why we didn't do that podcast. It's horrifying. Because we're having so much fun. At the same time, the hardest I've laughed in quite a while. Uh, oh, I do like these Volvos too, as yeah, a, as a too. car. Me too. It's, it's safety. Yeah, it's safe. Absolutely. It's sporty, and uh, clearly the driver though wears Skechers and has a Dell computer <laughs> and is not voting the way we're voting. True. That Volvos are very Republican. We just passed Bridger Weiniger's house, by the way. Really? There's my Volvo. Oh, yeah? Uh oh, this guy. Ooh, he we... was going to pass me on the left. Um, I went to the movies with Bridger. I realized I didn't want to turn left over there. Sorry. Oh, yeah, good call. Bridger and Scotty Landis. Yes. Bridger's boyfriend, Jimmy. Scotty Landis and I went to I see... I got wind of this. Did you? Yes. <laughs> Why didn't you come with us? To go see 10 Cloverfield Lane? I hate you guys. If it's not a podcast, if it's not helping me professionally, I'm out. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, I don't, oh, I had already seen it. That's why I didn't go. Did you like it? Uh, I did like it. I thought it was. Is that John Goodman? It's a little yes. midnight Shyamalani towards the end, but it's like a fun little Shyamalani popcorn movie. Sorry, <laughs> is, we were all sweating when it was over. Oh yeah, we were That's laughing stressful. and sweating at how stressful it yes. was. It was pretty great. I uh, I last night watched a documentary about this. Might be boring to everyone, but I was affected so emotionally that I can't stop thinking about it. But it's about the snowboarder, Drive up that way. snowboarder kid that I've interviewed. Oh. Uh, before and oh, he, no. he was beating Sean White and no one ever beats Sean White yeah. and he's just a sweet kid with a sweet family and a, and a Down Syndrome brother who's the sweetest most high functioning Down Syndrome person I've ever seen in a documentary yes. and his parents are the best and he fucking wrecked trying to learn some trick to beat oh. 
Sean White and landed right on his face and oh. you know his brain he was in a coma for oh, weeks fuck. and he and and then he came out and luckily started being able to talk and it but you're watching this whole thing he was on top he was gonna beat Sean White he was beating him in all these contests Sean White was getting pissy about it because they were friends and and then all of a sudden he had to relearn to walk and this documentary shows and all of it this has been and it is we're all gonna get Alzheimer's it is Kristen yes Kevin. it is it is a, a bad brain injury and he's being unreasonable he's like I want to go back to snowboarding oh, and no. they're like no you can't you'll die if you hit your head again and then finally he came around and and is you know speaks at schools about helmets and stuff I don't know I just oh my it ends happy and content because not on this podcast well <laughs> only last best case scenario he would have won the Olympics gotten money and snowboarded another four years and then you're done yeah once you're past your mid-20s there's no retirement plan it's I watched a documentary you know. yesterday called Finders Keepers. Have you heard of this one? No. It's about a guy who got into an accident, plane wreck. Had, they had to sever his, or they did, what is it called? Not sever, evacuate? What is the word I'm looking for? They had to cut off Amputate? his leg. Amputate? Amputate. Oh, wow. <laughs> they had to evacuate? I, I like evacuate. <laughs> All right, everybody out. Everybody, that includes Everybody's at that one leg. <laughs> right leg, get out of here. Um, a bouncer comes in. <laughs> You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> Bye. They amputated his right leg. He wanted to keep it, and like, he kept it. Oh. And then he put it into a storage unit inside of a grill. Wait, wait, in a giant bag or something? In a grill. In a bag, in a grill. And then, and then he, and then he stopped paying for the storage unit. So then, <laughs> one of those people who bid on storage units came and bought the storage unit on a reality show, or no? That just no, no, no. That just happened. Thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he bought it, and then he refused to give the leg back. And it's like, <laughs> it's the funniest. It's the, it's a great documentary. Find that is it's all true. It all yes. happened. Oh yeah, and okay. it is fantastic. And I cried during it too. It's emotional. Shit, Good Lord. Yeah. I, I like it. I that reminds me of an idea Tig had when. Uh, that she used to talk about just a short film or maybe a, a mockumentary of a bunch of interviews talking about a person that's been through a lot and then that person that's like, you know, before I got my fake leg, I thought I'd never run again. I thought I was done doing marathons and uh-huh. I've started running with my fake leg and and, it, and, it, and then just show footage of someone running and they're just holding like a <laughs> mannequin leg <laughs> as they're jogging. <laughs> And that's the uh, that's the payoff, I guess. And it would probably get a light chuckle, like in this car. Yeah, it shouldn't be a full length film, that's for sure. Imagine the build up being. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Taking about twenty minutes, then out of relief, you would just laugh so hard. Uh, well, we we should definitely talk before we go. Yes. Because Matt has a TV show coming. Maybe. Maybe coming. Yeah. We are. They made a pilot it. on Comedy Central. Let me hear that's about right. it. I don't know about this. I made a pilot for Comedy Central, and we just finished editing it, and now we're now I'm having anxiety attacks daily, waiting to hear yeah. if they're gonna make it into a TV show. Do you want to talk about the name or details, or do you not well, want to talk about it? Change the name is one thing we just learned. Why? Because uh, it apparently so it is or was named Corporate, and it's like a dark corporate satire that takes place in a corporation it's hilarious thank you and can it, i see it how do people see it or you've well, you seen can. it i read here. the script oh you read the script um i can show you where can people read the script, script? 
They, I'll email face. you. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to secretly get a copy without um, anyone knowing. And yeah, we feel good about it, and hopefully they let us make nine more of them. When, I, when do you find out? I think I think by the end of the month is what we've been told. So that's not terrible because I think some people you can wait like months and months to. Yeah, that's I'm right. I'm so happy to hear that. I'm not surprised though. You're a you're I would consider you a filmmaker person. He that's I true. acted in a music video that. That's right. You did. Did, did you direct that? Or? I did not. But you I kind fa- of I did. facilitated it. A it lot of people. Concept. It's a lot of cook. You did a lot. Thank you. Chris. But it was fun. I well, he was all the cooks. It was all he was every cook in that kitchen. <laughs> and still spoiled it. That's weird. <laughs> no, it was so fun. I've always wanted to act in like a, or be in an indie rock music you were very video. Funny. What it band? Was very fun. There's a guy yeah. named Michael Coomer. The band is called Lace Curtains. He used to be in a band called Harlem. It's actually really yeah. great music. It's kind of like garagey, garagey yeah. rock. Yeah. Mm. I loved it. I loved it. You would love it, Kevin. And then other, you know, <laughs> it's right up your alley, Kevin. And then, and then, what was the last film? Oh, you were just acting in it. Uh, that that uh, like the yard sale one. Oh, the yard sale. Yeah, one. I, I made a number of little things. Yeah, they're just. Uh, I, just I like. Uh, yeah, I wish I owned a camera and was motivated. Well, if you get rear-ended someday, you can. Yeah, use that's right. Insurance money. To yeah, buy one. get your ass up back out there and risk it. <laughs> I'm gonna buy a fake leg if I need one. <laughs> Um, Karen, what do you got going on? I guess this is the time we usually wrap it up at about the uh, Is it plug time? Well, I've got a show coming up at the Improv Lab on April 13th at 10 p.m. And uh, Chris Fairbanks is a headliner. Oh, that's me. Matt Ingebretson is our surprise drop-in guest. Oh, wow. Tickets are $8. We would love to see everybody there that's able to go because it's our first time doing it. It's called Business Class. I like that name. And like that. Uh, that's all. It might be a reoccurring show. I think it's going to be a monthly that's show. Terrific. That's so we just get all the people we I'm, think are funny and put it on. Put I them love on it. the improv lab. If I never it's the do best the room. main room again, it would be sad. I'd take it personal. Yeah, it'd be sad. I, miss <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, I like the lab. I it's great. And uh, yeah. Matt, what do you got? What do you got? You're waiting you on the... my waiting on a pilot. You can see, come see me weekly at Good Heroin at Stories Books and Cafe. It's great Echo show, Park. great fun, great show. Some crazies hanging out there, but it's that's great. right. You but... will you will get accused of sexually assaulting someone. <laughs> Who doesn't love that? <laughs> Especially if your dick's out. It's that's called the Anita Hill guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pubic hair coat. Never really did follow that story. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, you can uh, watch it when um, Carrie Washington stars as Anita Hill in the upcoming <laughs> it's special. Carrie Washington. I Mm-hmm. Saw her yeah. the other day. Coming uh, up, uh, and I'm yeah. I'm, we're sh- uh, April and I are starting up almost genius again tomorrow morning. Oh, that's right. Your TV show. Yeah, that'll be fun. Over on True TV channel yeah. three forty seven. Yeah, channel <laughs> deep, deep, deep cable. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I've seen True TV in uh, in hotel rooms. True TV's doing it. Yeah, yeah. True they're TV's moves. They're, they're everywhere. They're, they're moving and shaking. Yeah. And uh, you've been moving and shaking. <laughs> it's always hard. This to... has been moving and shaking down the highway with Chris and Kevin. You've been listening to Hey Buddy, and I'm Fat Bartlebertson <laughs> here with Kevin. Kevin shot the sheriff, and Chris. Hair, thanks. Uh, you've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D Y N A R. Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us time and date. Terminal and gate. 
Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Malphorn. Parachute is an online bedding brand based in Venice Beach, California. Great sleep starts with your sheets, and Parachute has created a line of everyday bedding essentials from sheets to comforters to give you superior sleep. Parachute's website is straightforward and easy to use. Simply select the bedding items you want, your preferred fabric and color, and then get them delivered directly to your front door. It's easy. With free shipping, free returns, and a 30-night risk-free guarantee, they take your comfort seriously so you can rest easily. Parachute also gives safe sleep. They partnered with the United Nations Nothing But Nets to deliver life-saving malaria prevention bed nets to those in need. So shop online at parachute.com ride and receive $25 off your first order by using the promo code RIDE. Um, so that's $25 at checkout to start sleeping better today. <laughs> <laughs> 